0: You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports
1: Podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Drip Drop ORS. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the Garage Guys, Garage Fam, Roto Ballers, NASCAR drivers, hopefully soon-to-be NFL players, and fantasy analysts as well. We're getting the drip out everywhere. That's all you really need to know. And right now, you can use promo code GARAGEGUYS20 at checkout at dripdrop.com to save 20% on your order. So go do that. Get the drip. Because when I drip, you drip, we drip. That's what we say here in the garage. I am um, coming to you solo. It's been a minute since I've done a solo boy episode. Got some mic tangles going on here. Um, and it has not been a, uh, a very happy Sunday, uh, Darlington throwback weekend, but there is a lot to talk about. Um, obviously on this episode, uh, we're going to be, talking to you guys in the front half to catch you up on what's happened over the weekend, talk a little bit about the race, and a couple weeks back, we told you on Twitter that Fantasy Football was coming back to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we kick that off on this episode uh, with our special guest, James Co, the Fantasy Five Podcast. Um, James has been in the industry for a very long time. I've been following him since I've been playing Fantasy Football, incredible guy, hilarious as shit. And uh, Drew and I had a really good discussion with him uh, talking a little bit about the upcoming NFL season. So you guys be sure to stick around and you can hear that on the second half of this episode. But let's go ahead and, and dive right into this race. We just got done. Um, I personally, talking to you guys right now, it is it is Sunday night, Monday morning for you or whenever you're listening to this. But uh, the Cookout Southern 500 was... Almost uneventful until the end. And there was a couple of, you know, uh really good races over this weekend. The Xfinity race was wow, was wowzers. Brandon Jones took the victory on that one. Uh and then we had uh Ben Rhodes take the truck series victory after a very questionable move by GMS racing uh Sheldon Creed and Brett Moffitt basically dominated the entire race. And just decided to go take a stroll down pit lane right at the end. So the bad beats have been real on this Sunday. Uh, Dale Tanhart put some, uh, some picks out earlier uh, on Sunday for the truck race. And of course Moffitt and Rhodes, and, and he's our guy. If you're not following Dale by now, you're, you're fucking up. So you need to go on Twitter, uh, search Dale Tanhart. Uh, that's our guy. Uh, Guys was up like 60 units earlier this season, um, and he's doing a lot of stuff with us in the NASCAR realm. So, make sure you're giving that man a follow. Uh, Drew is still um, incognito. I don't know. Where's Drew? Shout out. Uh, he had his fantasy football weekend. Just kidding. And uh, him and the boys, they, they had a lot of uh, funny content over the weekend, so be sure to be checking him out at Chef Boy Ardeen. And then, of course, Gen is probably somewhere crying right now because Chase Elliott had the race in his hands. And I'm upset too. And let's go ahead and talk about that. DFS, DFS was decent. We had a pretty decent day. I had a really good lineup. And if you guys were following my uh, my driver picks over on Rotoballer, you watched the Rotoballer NASCAR DFS preview show, you got to hear some of those picks as well. And I had a few more guys that I tossed in there. But, uh, but this lineup that I had performed really well was Kevin Harvick, Eric Jones, Ryan Newman, Ryan Priest, Tyler Reddick, and Martin Trex Jr. Uh, so that was uh, the winning lineup in a couple of contests from what I hear. So I, uh, I had that in a few places. We did okay on DFS, but it was just a bad beats hit on the betting. And, you know, I won a little bit of money on Kevin Harvick. Uh, just I, I thought that Kevin would would easily, you know, get a top five by, you know, all means. But I just was really hung up on Chase Elliott winning this race. And I've been that way all week long, guys. And, and you guys that follow me, do you follow the podcast? You, you guys have known this. And, you know, it wasn't that I didn't expect him to, to fall back or anything like that uh, in the beginning of the race. We know that he kind of will have some ups and downs. But, I mean, he recovered very well. Um, at Darlington and was able to you know lead some laps early and then Martin Truex just came blazing fast like just had a fast ass car and, um, and was doing some work with it and took that away for a little while and then you know a couple of cautions later the next thing you know Elliot's running back up front again and it's looking like he's gonna win and then all of a sudden Truex comes around him, they go to battle and Chase kind of tries to go high and gets shut up in there and they both hit the wall and now all the chase Elliott fans are going ham and i, and I put some tweets out um about like Elliott, and you know, i was upset obviously i put a lot of money on Elliott for this race and uh and it hurts it hurts when you have a guy and you go all in on him and then it just the shit hits the fan and that's what happened um didn't have enough on uh, on harvick that's that's all there is to it i did have a uh a feeling about Hamlin though. And I'm glad that I stuck to my guns with that feeling because he actually didn't have that great finish at all. He looked like he was going to be doing really well earlier in this race, but I think he was too loose. Something was going on, but he ended up with a 13th place finish, which is not like Denny Hamlin at, uh, at Darlington. So my gut was, was leading me right with that one. And uh, if it wouldn't have been for the, uh, for the shit show that went down, with like 15 laps to go, uh, we probably wouldn't uh, be in such a um, monotone or a uh, – I don't even know what you would call the mood that I'm in right now. I'm just low-key pissed, but not like super pissed. You know, it just – it sucks. It's beats. It's what they do to you. But looking at this lineup, how everything shaked out, Austin Dillon almost crept up and, and challenged Harvick. I mean, he was trying to send that son of a bitch full force. So it was fun to watch that towards the end of the race. But this is eight wins for Harvick. He's advancing to the round of 12. He had a sexy car. I think Reddick had the sexiest car out of all of them. But what what are you going to do at this point? I mean, it's it's Harvick. It's Harvick and Hamlin. They've been leading the way. Going to Richmond next week. Uh, I think Martin Truex would probably do really well there at Richmond. Now that they're in the playoffs, we're seeing – just kind of, you know, a little bit of different sides of of these guys that that we haven't seen, you know, other than Harvick and Hamlin. We're going to start seeing some some fire come out. And we saw a little bit of fire come out tonight with Kyle Busch. Um, One of those restarts, he ended up getting up into second place. And I think that his car just did not have the speed. But uh, he was challenging. He was challenging Truex there for a little bit. And you know, he fell back, so I don't know what's really going on there, but, but I do have a feeling that Kyle Busch is – he's got to at least get one win before this year is over. Something's got to give. If he goes this whole season without a win, like, I will be so shocked. Um, I just – I don't – you don't want to see it, but you never really know. The big movers, obviously, that we wrote about on DFS. I did have some of you guys tweet me. Appreciate that. It was good to see that we did have some, uh, some good positive stuff come out of Sunday on the DFS side of things. But Eric Jones, huge mover, uh, starting 30th. He was able to work his way up, finish fourth in this race, which is amazing. Um, you know, Kyle Busch was another one of those movers, Kurt Busch. And um, I'm looking here at this, the, the finishing results. Clint Boyer finished 10th. Is it just me or, like, was his drama king meter on fucking 1,000 at this race? Let me know what you guys think about that shit because I, I felt like every time I was looking at Twitter, this guy would just had something to say, like just on the radio, just like bitching constantly about everything. Found it pretty hilarious. Um, and, you know, obviously Denny Hamlin was, you know, rough shit, tough. Ryan Priest was decent mover, got a top 20. I was expecting a top 25 for Ryan. He ended up finishing 17th, which was awesome. Um, and then, of course, uh, Matt DiBenedetto Benedetto didn't have so much of a hot race. Tyler Reddick only moved up one position, or finished one position moved up. He had some ups and downs as well. But if I'm really looking at like the the big thing that really like sucked shit the most, uh, probably had to be Bubba Wallace. Just had some transmission issues. Uh, I had Bubba in a couple of lineups, and just a tough fall for him, starting 17th and finishing 38th. If you had him in a good bit of lineups. Probably wasn't the uh, the best run for you. But all in all, looking back at the picks that we had on Roto Baller, from my article this past week, we did really well. And uh, we were able to make some shit happen. So I'm not, uh, not too mad about the DFS side of things. We did okay. We're going to prevail through, and we'll be back with more coverage for that going into next week. But all in all, we'll say this. Darlington was a shock fest for – Even though Kevin Harvick won this race Sunday night, Darlington was still a shocker because I was just sold that Elliott had the win or that Truex was going to be able to beat him out right the last minute or something. It was going to be one of those two guys. And then, boom, they hit. And then here just Harvick's not having the best car all night long, having issues, and he just kind of creeps on in there, steals the win. So we had three win steals at Darlington. So uh, exciting, to say the least, right down to the wire nail biters. Um, so as a racing fan, taking the betting and DFS out of it, just as a pure NASCAR fan, you got to enjoy some pretty edge of your seat racing. Um, and not so much for the cup series race for the longevity of it, like the, the whole length of the race, but, um, right there at the end, you know, you had, uh, you had some pretty good action. So can't complain too bad on that all in all Darlington week, this throwback week. It's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. We love it. Keep the throwback. Always keep the throwback week. Moving away from the race, though. Go ahead and talk a little bit about fantasy football. So, my drafts are done. I want to know where you guys are. It's about that time. Some of you guys that are listening to this podcast that are big NASCAR people and don't really do fantasy football, don't just unsubscribe just yet. We're still going to be talking NASCAR, obviously. We still have all of our content going on over at bar None of that's stopping but we have to be able to get back into fantasy football season there's a whole new landscape uh the 2020 season is going to be insane no fans obviously for some teams some some teams to show up in the air we don't really know how that's all going to affect gameplay but we do know that basically draft season is over football starts this week um it's it's uh, it's kind of a weird feeling because like I'm still so zoned into NASCAR, haven't really been able to take all of the time necessary to uh, to really get heavy into football. But the good thing about that is, is a lot of our content that we're going to be talking about this season, we're we're transitioning more to the DFS side of things. So we'll be talking a lot about DFS. We'll have a new uh preview show coming out on Roto Baller this week, the NFL DFS preview show uh, for Murdo Baller. So kind of if you, you know, if you watch our NASCAR DFS preview show, you see how me and Drew do it. We give you five picks. Um, you know, We talk a little bit about them, why we like them. We'll be doing that same thing for the NFL. So for some of you guys that play NASCAR DFS that aren't really big into football, Now's your chance to explore it a little bit. Check it out. And you're still going to get that analysis that we give. And uh, Drew's going to be doing rankings as well. So there's still all of that good garage guys energy that we put into what we do will just basically be transplanted to the NFL and uh, equally distributed uh, for NASCAR and NFL. So none of that's changing. But I do want to say that, you know, out of all the drafts we had, obviously we have the GGFS Pro League. That was a couple of weeks ago. We did that draft. And then I have a home league that I'm in that was just this past weekend was actually Saturday. We had that draft. We did decent. Had another family league uh, that I'm in that I've been in for a couple of years now that was way earlier in the month. But this this last-minute league that was put together, big shout-out to everybody that's involved, and I'm going to read everyone out in this one, because this is probably the funnest I've had drafting all season long at the last minute, you know, I was, uh, I I was just kind of experimenting and talking to a lot of people that are NASCAR fans. And I realized that a lot of them don't like the NFL and I want to change that. I want to open up some new doors for, for race fans that, you know, maybe have never really just tried fantasy football, because for me, I know that growing up as a saints fan, all I knew was the saints and I watched the saints play all the time. And that was really all I cared for. And that was it. And there wasn't really much going on until 2010 uh, when they won the Super Bowl. So that was one of the most exciting years as a Saints fan. Since then, it's been a little bit a uh, little bit of like I uh, I don't know, depression house, just because of how things have been in the playoffs for us. But, you know, we're hoping for the best. We got Drew coming back. But I will say this much, and if you've never tried fantasy football, give it a shot, pay attention, watch the games, because – it opens up a whole new element of the game. I probably couldn't have told you, you know, back in 2010, um, who anybody in the NFL was other than Saints players. You know, now it's 2020. I started playing in 2012. And I remember getting NFL Sunday ticket and red zone And it just really like got me so interested because I had this team of players and I cared about their production and I watched their games because I knew that if they did good, then I did good. And I, and I got to beat whoever I was playing on a weekly basis. And I wanted to win. We put some prize money up for the league. And at the end of the season, whoever's up at the top gets the pot. And that's how it's always going. Um, So that's what makes fantasy football fun. But, The league that we started up was the uh, Fast Lane Fantasy Football, and it's a NASCAR and NFL style fantasy football league. So NASCAR fans that also like the NFL, um, we did a actually had so much interest to where I had to move it up to a 14 team league. Um, And I played in my first 14-team league last season, and I really enjoyed it. It really makes the, uh, you know, the waiver wire super thin, so you really have to be on your shit. Drafts are super important. But uh, just to kind of give a rundown, the league is composed of uh, me and Jensie Stenson are the two uh, garage guys, uh, affiliates in the league, I guess you would say, The, the garage guy and the one and only garage girl, holding it down in the uh, Fast Lane Fantasy Football League. But we also have Darian Gillum of Black Flags Matter. Uh, we have Cameron Richardson of The Rich Report. Um, and then we had some of our Rotoballer subscribers uh, that are, you know, have been winning money in NASCAR and they're sweating it out with us on a weekly basis in NASCAR DFS. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Uh, I believe it's uh, Mr. Strand, Mark, Mike Stran, I believe. I may be completely butchering that. Sorry if I am. Um, and then we have Piggy, our guy Piggy. you probably see him tweet us a good bit. Um, we had Jake Bassinger. We had Drew Easley. John Petusi from Roto Baller, uh, also a NASCAR uh, contributor. Uh, Randall Kennedy at FF Terminator. Uh, Cameron Kosh. Uh, we also had Adam Teal. Johnny Thomas from the Erska League. He runs the Erska iRacing series. Um, we had Brian. Myr goes by Brian Jr. on Twitter, and then, um, I already like I already said, Jensie Stinson, but uh, Sleeper did this new thing where they had a uh, a voice session or like a little voice um, room that you could like get in there and like communicate because of COVID. I thought it was really cool, and so that was my first time using it last night. Had some amazing conversations with some of these guys, and I know that uh, that we're going to be able to really you know grow. Um, from this league and you know it's going to definitely make some good friendships and connections that go uh, for a long time and it's just cool to see the NASCAR and the NFL worlds blending so we I've never in my life talked so much NASCAR in a fantasy football draft as well as football so that was what was super cool about it but just big shout out to everybody in that league it's going to be really fun and um, I'm excited to see how everything plays out this season but uh, now that draft season's over for us, um, if you guys out there, some of you guys may be doing a draft tomorrow for, you know, for today for Labor Day or, you know, sometime up till Thursday. And so for that, we brought in the man himself, James Coe. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and turn this over to the interview. Enjoyed talking with you guys. Again, if you have any questions about anything, you know to always hit me up at GarageGuyChase on Twitter. Um, And I'm always happy to answer questions or just chat, whatever. Uh, The DMs are open. So hit me up. And sports party repeat. Here's James Coe. See you next weekend. All right. We now welcome on to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Homie James Coe. Fantasy Five podcast, uh, former NFL network guy. That's where I found James at from the jump. Been following his stuff ever since. Thanks so much for being on the show, man.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. It's kind of been a long time coming, man. You know, we, we've been trying to link up, but just haven't been able to make these schedules work. But so it's good to be on the program, man, for reals.
2: Heck yeah! It couldn't have came in a better time either, because with football season rolling back around, our NASCAR content still going strong, but we're uh, we're getting ready to ramp back up with the NFL DFS stuff. So it's going to be really fun. But obviously, a lot of people that listen to us are in season long too. So had to get you on here to talk a little bit about what's going on um, this season. And uh, Drew, normally uh, when we have this, on, I know he's got a uh, he's got a little event coming up this weekend. So this is going to be good. Drew goes to. Uh, to the – they have, what is it, 14 guys that you guys get together? Yeah, it's usually 12, but we're combining it
0: with a bachelor party this year. But it's more of a – it's just like a really uh, impressive home league that we've kept together for probably eight years. And we throw some pretty good bit of money, and then we try to find a – we put a portion of the money towards the guys' trip, and we get real creative with um, how we did the draft order. Last year we did 40-yard dashes and everybody got injured and uh, acted like they were still in college. So it's, it's, it's fun, but looking forward to having this interview with
2: you so I can get my facts straight before I head down there. There you go. Heck yeah. Heck go. yeah, for sure. So, I mean, kind of getting right into it, man, the season, this has been a weird year for one. I got to ask, like, how how has this been from, like, a uh, you know, you being in the industry, like, content and everything that you do, like, what's that been like being at the house and, like, not going to the office and things like that? How are, how are you dealing with all that stuff?
1: Uh, it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, anyone who says otherwise lying to you, man, it's just tough. You know, it's like, you know, I gotta, I gotta put on my, my dad hat. I gotta put on my teacher hat. I mean, I, I'm over here trying to, you know, um, be a nanny almost to, to my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you. it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough. You know, I got two kids married and everything. And you just, I, I'm just trying to balance it all, man. It, everyone's schedule's wrecked. You know, they're just wrecked. So um, I think we're all just trying to figure out how to be productive in new digs. And everyone, th- this is the thing, man. Everyone hates change. Literally everyone hates change. You know what I'm saying? And, and to to get ramped up um, when you have change like that, it's tough, bro. So uh, I've just been trying to figure it. I feel like I'm in a good place right now, though. You know, it, it couldn't have come at a better time because, you know, we're about a week away from the season starting and. I feel like I'm 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 back up to speed so I'm good
2: that's awesome, man. Yeah, I know. It's been, it's been a struggle with like the Zoom meetings and everything like that. And now it's yeah, like we're yeah. in September and it feels like uh, it's still like April. It's like the world just paused. So like you, want, you want it to be April, but it's not. It keeps going. So it's just, but, uh, but yeah, you kind of get in your element, but I totally feel everything you're going through, man. I, I got a little, I got a five-year-old boy myself. So I'm with him while mom's going to work and trying to get everything going and all the stuff that we're doing. So I'm right there with you in that same boat, man. But um, as bad as it's been, though, like I feel like I want to keep it how it
0: is right now because if we went back to the office, <laughs> I would like I've just gotten used to it, and now it'd be all that change would be right back where we are. I don't know. I'm kind of that's yeah. a good point,
1: yeah. man. Yeah. Nah, it's so it's so like. Point.
2: This is the new, they like call it the new normal. Like, it's just like we're here now. And, like, this is yeah. cool. I mean, the Zoom meetings are cool. I mean, I feel like we can link up more and, and do things more with, with, uh, with other people. So, that's one way of getting it done and being able to do things and, that you normally couldn't do. So, that's always a, a fun thing. Um, before we go into, I guess, guess the fantasy talk, we got to talk about the big news that came out uh, this past week uh, Leonard Fournette is a Buccaneer, and Chip Kelly's 2017 Dream Team lives on in Tampa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, Fournette going down to Tampa Bay, man. It's – um, uh, I mean, they're stacking their chips up. You know what I mean? It, it's – they got their Tom Brady, and they got two great receivers in Godwin and Mike Evans, and um, they got their tight ends too, you know, O.J. Howard, Gronk. I mean, this is a team that's, that's pretty stacked on the offensive side. I, I think their O-line needs a little bit of work, um, and their defensive – uh, and their defensive backfield needs a little bit of work too. Although they're pretty close, I got to say, uh, last year they did get trashed a little bit early on in the season. But I thought they made some improvements later on. And um, if everybody could stay healthy, they're a little thin uh, defensively. But I think overall they do have pieces to make some noise.
0: Yeah, The that's Bowles to what- be in there. I'm a huge fan of Ty Bowles' defense. I felt like they made strides last year. So.
2: Yeah, that's about the only good thing for me that, like, I feel confident in. And, I mean, obviously, you got to feel confident in Brady. But it's just like we, we've seen it before. And, and the one thing I will say, I, I did some thinking about it last night, you know, and even with all these pieces, a lot of mouths to feed in Tampa, you you got you to gotta give credit that this is not Chip Kelly. It is Bruce Arians a little bit, mm-hmm. so, you know, there's it, a little bit of difference there, but it's, it sucks. Like, I almost threw up on myself last night because I'm a Saints fan, and now <laughs> I'm really nervous <laughs> because we're going to have this, like, week one, and the fact that I can't be in the Dome, like, it sucks. So, it's like finally getting to watch the Brady-Drew Brees square off and, like, can't be there. We're going to watch it on TV. I know Drew was down about that, too. He was going to be coming down from Nashville for that one. He's a big it's Tom a double- Brady guy.
1: Bro, it's a double whammy if you're a Saints fan, though, right? Like, not only did the Bucks, a team in your division, get Linda Fournette and just, again, just keep stacking those assets up. But then on the flip side, if you're a Saints fan, you, you start hearing about, you know, uh, a shot in the back, an epidural in the back for Alvin Kamara. You're like, bro, what is going on over here?
2: It hurts, dude. It hurts. And I, and I really, like, they, they've got to, like, get this figured out because now I know so many people. Like, I was, I'm kind of relieved that I got Barkley instead of Kamara now. And uh, we did the uh, series XM Fantasy Sports Invitational uh, draft early, you know, back on the July 4th. And I was going for Kamara. And then I got sniped, so I had to get Barkley. And now I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. But, yeah, man, it's, uh, can, can, we, can we see Latavius Murray pick up everything if, if he's not 100%? Like it's just that that's just the monkey wrench right now, huge monkey wrench in the barrel. Plus the whole contract deal, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think everybody's just building hype around that. I don't know what you what do you think? You think he's going to go anywhere? Or he's staying right where he's at.
1: Yo, man, can I? Uh, I talked about this on my podcast uh, a couple days ago, but I'll I'll just throw I'll throw out this crazy wild conspiracy theory, okay? That I don't I'm know just, if I want to like, hear it, James. Piecing, <laughs> I'm just piecing these things together, you know. It's like it's like that scene out of you know Sunny, you know, where the dudes just. It's just got that crazy ball yeah. you know what I mean?
2: Uh, hey, we love uh, conspiracy
0: podcasts We love it. Pepe,
2: what, what is it? Oh, my God, I can't think of what Charlie was calling him. Pepe, some, Pepe <laughs> Silva. Pepe <laughs> Silvia. Yeah, let's go.
1: <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it's crazy to me, right? Like, all of a sudden, these crazy reports, like, oh, we're, we're shopping Alvin Kamara. Oh, he's got these unexcused absences. Let, let me say something, man. Like, how is it possible he's unexcused, but the team knows that he's getting an epidural in the back? Like to me, that's right. got to be like, yeah, no, no kidding. He's obviously he's going to miss practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, I, I just feel like, okay. And then they're saying, oh, there's the contract impasse. Right. And, and, oh, oh, the saints will take a first round pick, not multiple. They'll just take a first round pick for Alvin Kamara. We're talking about a pro bowler here uh, in, in his, in his prime. Right. And I'm thinking, right. okay. And at first when I heard that, I'm like, okay, th- this is just like contract talk, you know, like they're just trying to drive his price down. But then I hear about this epidural, right? So then, so then I, my mind just starts going crazy. So I, I started thinking like, is this a situation where the Saints, they know it's a bigger issue than they're letting on right now? And that's why they're shopping him? You know what I'm saying? And then they're not shopping him because of the injury. They're shopping him because of a quote-unquote contract dispute, right? And I'm like, is it a contract dispute, though? Or is it that they're just trying to mask the fact that they know a little bit something more than they're letting on? And they wouldn't mind moving him for a uh, a first-round pick if they know that this 25-year-old running back is breaking down already. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kind of like, man, what? What is really going on in the Big Easy? And is Kamara – is he for – is this a minor injury or is this something a little bit more serious and they're letting on? I'm just – I'm concerned, man.
2: Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, like I said, as, as a fan looking at it, like we all know that like New Orleans, like they, they've had they, – they're king of the conspiracies. I mean, we've had, we've had so many things happen in the, in the past decade right. – um, you know, with, with, with everything that happened, um, what was it? Bounty gate. And then they had some other stuff happen that was off the field with like, uh, with, with, with Tom Benson and like the churches and stuff. And now we've got this, it makes sense what you're saying though, because like, I, I can't lie. I thought of the same thing, but, and like, and I wanted to to think that like Kamara would be like, uh, uh-uh, you ain't about to do this. And so he maybe he was just like, I had an epidural, like, check it out. Like, you're not about to do this to me. Um I just I don't know I can't imagine Kamari anywhere else now especially what he was able to do I mean the, his rookie season man was insane oh, yeah. I, I ragged on people for drafting him early I was just like you're you're out of your box and then they they were the ones that won the league so that's how this thing happens I mean I mean Drew Drew are you seeing any like anything like in between the lines on this I mean what makes it confusing especially with the the pandemic
0: and no preseason and just no there's less visibility than ever I think a lot of it's fluff but I'm um, fully on board for speculating with the you know the theory you have um i think it's going to affect his average draft position for those of us that are drafting this weekend i mean i'm not going to take him unless i i mean where do i take him at like <laughs> do i take him at seven if he's there because i'm not taking yeah. him at one two or three i
1: i i just straight said straight up I, I moved him outside my top 10 uh just i don't blame you i'm, I'm that I'm that concerned. because. Hey, listen, we're talking about a dude going back to his college days, going back to to senior year high school. He has had knee issues repeatedly. Um, So we're already talking about a guy that's dealt with multiple knee injuries. Uh, He talked about, you know, tearing something in his knee last year even. Now he's getting an epidural in his back. Um, I mean, fair or unfair, you know he's going to start to get that injury-prone label. Meanwhile, you look at that first round. I mean, guys like Devontae Adams are falling, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill. I don't understand Tyree Kill being outside the top 10. We're talking <laughs> about a dude p- linking up with Patrick Mahomes? Come on yeah. now. You know what I'm I saying? Think that's, that dude in the top 10.
2: I think that that's more of like just like personal off-the-field morale because like after all the stuff that happened last season, everybody's like, there's no way I draft this guy. And I'm just like, true, you true. know
1: what? true, it, true. I,
2: I feel that I get that. At the same time, if this guy's going to be providing value and stuff like that, and there's a lot of money on the line, I'm probably going to have to go with his on-field job. Like that's his job, and that's what he does in his job. You right. need that, and um, you know it's it's inexcusable. But at the same time, it, it didn't keep me from drafting him. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look at it that way. But yeah, it's it's so weird this season. And then you know you got, of course, you got like D Hop in, uh, in, in Arizona now. And he's falling down, which I think is – I know there's a good bit of mouth to feed there, but at the same time, like, I'm a believer in that. I know Drew is too. Um, you know, you had him recently on there talking about how he was going to be better than Michael Thomas this season. He snapped back at Michael Thomas, <laughs> got a flat back. Who, mean uh, like me? No, I was saying uh, D-Hop was on – I can't remember what show it was that he was on, but he was responding to Michael Thomas's claim that he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. And basically yeah. he was just like, uh-uh. I'm taking <laughs> D-Hop still.
0: Who was it that we had on here, Chase, that I said that D-Hop could have a better season than Michael Thomas? He told me I was insane. Was oh, D-hop man. Um,
2: I'm trying I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was Sealy. Yeah, they Sealy was, was on me. here. Yeah, he thought yeah. you were crazy for that. I don't think you're crazy. We're not crazy. I hope we're not crazy. I want to talk about uh, Are we crazy, get, James?
0: <laughs> you know, I want to get James's opinion overall on the uh, Cardinals because last year I was selling the – one of the sexy teams last year was the Browns, and I was selling them to a lot of our listeners – saying that not not to do it but i'm very much on the cardinals bandwagon this year how are you feeling about that team
1: yeah i mean you got to feel better i mean um when you add a, a future hall of famer newt Hopkins, you know you're gonna feel better you know what i'm saying and, and it's funny man like i i understand everyone's like oh they he's going he's not going to get as many targets as he got in houston which i can understand you know like he saw you know whatever it was 150 targets or whatever it was in um in houston which is a ton but look at that roster tell tell me who who needs to get the ball on that roster i, I don't see it like you got Arnold, ancient ass larry fitzgerald you've got christian kirk who is you know at this point in his career i, I get that there's quote unquote upside but christian kirk is is basically a, a speed slot guy that's it you know andy isabella who was is andy isabella you know what right. i'm saying like <laughs> I don't – like, you look at the roster and, and tell me who needs to get the ball. They don't have a tight end of note. like, the, the running backs will get involved somewhat, but overall, I don't see that much of a downtick for, for new Copkins. Like, is he going to see 200 targets? No, he's not going to see 200, but, I mean, crap, man. Like, if, if I could see him seeing 150. Yeah, I, I could see that because, again – I don't see anyone on the roster. And people are going with this amorphous, like, oh, well, you know, Cliff likes to spread the ball around. Really? Like, do, <laughs> like, do we know that for sure? Has Cliff ever had a Nuke Hopkins yeah, on yeah. his squad? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't so think he's going to know I, what to I'm, do. I don't know. I, I just don't know, man. so um, – They can't win it.
0: You know, I think the production is more on uh, – like, I'm more interested to see. I, I trust Nuke i Yeah. I want to yeah. see what happens with Kyler, like how that gel, like how that chemistry works out. That's more what I'm concerned about because I know they're both really good, but you know, I want to see how he gels with him because that's that's more the concern for me. But I think he's going to do fine. The,
1: the big thing for me and the reason I like Nuke is I think Arizona's defense is still trash, uh, so yep. they're going to have to throw it. Um, if there is a concern, um, I, I it's the offensive line. They might have one of the three worst offensive lines in all of football. You know, so. Uh, is Kyler going to have time uh, to to launch deep ones? I don't think so. And we've seen kind of Newt kind of adapt his game, too. He's not that downfield guy anymore, you know. He, he'll he work in the intermediate areas of the field, and he's never been a burner. So uh, I just think he's adapted his game very quietly uh, to be a more of a short and uh, an intermediate dude, and and I think that's benefited him greatly.
2: This is uh, kind of something I thought of on the fly since we're on the the, the, the subject of Newt. Going in back to Houston, there's been a lot of chatter about Houston, how it's going to play out. Um, what week do you think we see Will, Fel- Will Fuller get benched again for being yeah. hurt? <laughs> Everybody's on Will Fuller, and I'm not. I am not. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with it.
1: I mean, I hear what you're saying, but you're also getting Will Fuller at a discount, no? Like, it's not like it's not like Will's going in, like, the second or third round. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fuller's going, you know, fifth, sixth, right? So, I feel yeah. like you're getting him at a pretty decent discount. You know he's going to miss games. I mean, I yeah. mean, there's just no way in hell he's playing 16, right? Um, right. And, and I tweeted about this earlier in the offseason, but, you know, you got Will Fuller out there. You know he's not going to play 16. You got Brandon Cooks who's seen four concussions in two years. You know what I mean? Like, I it's don't think rough. he's playing 16 games either. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, so what are we really left with, you know? Like, I mean, David Johnson – in theory on paper is a good pass catching running back, but we haven't seen it for two years now. You know what I mean? Like, did he just lose it? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he has. So um, I've certainly got my concerns uh, with the Houston Texans offense. I think Deshaun, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Hands yeah, down. For sure. The Duke is just a straight baller. You know what I mean? But, right. um, but if he's going to be thrown to like Kenny Stills is his number one dude, how, how good do we feel about that you yeah, know what I'm saying not, good. Like, not great
2: no not at all we, we, we hope that we can see the David Johnson resurrection because the year that I finally got to draft him is the year he broke his wrist in Detroit so that was uh, that was rough for me and after that I just like I tried to do the bounce back thing and then enter Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds and then that didn't work out either so I'm hoping we can see that bounce back I've, I've got a couple of shares of him um, but getting into the-
0: James, I gotta ask James one thing here: Why does Bill O'Brien not throw the ball to his running back like a screenplay? Why does he not do that?
1: Because <laughs> Bill O'Brien is Bill <laughs> O'Brien is literally one of the worst head coaches in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Um, back- is he not, there? What did
2: he do? What does he have? What is he holding over? That's what I, we we need a Comer episode of what Bill <laughs> O'Brien is holding over the organization's head to why he is getting all these positions. It makes no sense. We need to Pepe what? Sylvia that. Yo, let, let me just
1: put it to you this way, okay? Like Bill O'Brien's supposed to be a "quote unquote" offensive guy, right? And yeah. this is a guy that has had Deshaun Watson, potential future Hall of Famer, and New Copkins, hundred percent Hall of Famer. All right, and, and you're you're an offensive guy, all right? He's never had a top ten offense. Let's think about that. And when he hasn't had Deshaun, as a matter of fact, it's been a straight dumpster fire, right? So. Yeah. He has not been able to manufacture offense in any way, shape, or form. Right? It's not like we're talking about Sean Payton, who is an offensive mastermind. I mean, he's taken guys, you know, out of nowhere. Like Teddy Bridgewater was in the scrap heap, and they're still putting up points. Right? So, right. I, I just think, you know, Bill O'Brien to me is just straight, uh, a straight up, a bad head coach. So I, I really don't. If you if you're an offensive guy and you're and your offense sucks. Why? Why are you a head coach? Like, what is going on right now?
2: There's something. There's something happening in that, there's in that been front signs office. With that guy, man.
0: <laughs> there's been signs <laughs> of that guy since New England when him and Tom Brady would just fight on the sidelines all the time. Like, that's not. You know, that's not. I think normal. he.
2: He hypnotizes people with with his with his chin. He's got Butcher. he's got he's got but, butt chin. He does, and he just he'll just sit there and, and, then, and then you're all in, and you can't do anything, and you're you're in his grips, and you're done, you're trapped. That's that's my theory on it. That's where we'll leave it. But um, going into fantasy though, a um, lot like I said, a lot of the the big draft weekend's over, but a lot of people are drafting like a week later uh, because of how everything's going with COVID and because of how the season's going this year now. So um, coming into like, you know, week one or or in your drafts that you've already had, um, who have been some of your favorite targets um, this season? And like, what about like, you know, finding that value for these guys that you think are just going to be just explosive?
1: Um, there are certain players that uh, I have certainly targeted. I, I think Michael Gallup is somebody that, you know, people really need to pay attention to. He's going like two rounds after Amari Cooper. Right. And this is the crazy thing. They basically put up the same stats, you know? Yes. And, and if we're talking about a per game average, Gallup was actually better than Amari Cooper. So people are worried about C.D. Lamb, and I just don't see it. I just think C.D. Lamb elevates everybody. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Uh, Gallup, to me, is somebody you're getting on the cheap. You're basically getting Amari Cooper, uh, but you're getting him two rounds later. Right? So, like, give me that guy. I mean, we're talking about a dude that posted 1,100 yards to six touchdowns last year. That feels like a floor for Michael right. Gallup this year. And you're getting him late. That, that seems pretty good. Um, Another wide receiver that I'm in on this year 100% is Anthony Miller. You know, Bill Lazer's their new OC there in Chicago. Um, Taylor Gabriel is, is off the squad. And I just feel like Anthony Miller could really take that third year leap, man. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of work with next gen stats. And uh, per next gen stats, Anthony Miller saw 90% of his targets from the slot last year. So he is their slot guy. But when Bill Lazor was the OC with the Bengals, Um, for the first eight games of the season when everybody was healthy. We're talking about Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Well, Andy Dalton threw into the slot 40% of the time, which is just like – that that's bonkers, you know what I'm saying? Tyler Boyd went absolutely ballistic in those first eight games too. You know, he averaged six receptions, 80 yards per game. He had five touchdowns in those first eight games as well. So, I just feel like Bill Lazor is going to try to get some more layup throws – uh, for troops and if that if if my hunch is right where they're going to try to get a, a couple more easy tosses for troops that means throwing into the slot you know um, slant routes from the slot you know hitch routes whatever it is but just something easy you know what I mean don't think about it just get it and go and, and if that's the case I think Anthony Miller could get peppered with targets especially early on and and i love his draft price right now you know going in the ninth, 10th 11th round uh give me that dude you know what i'm saying so uh he's certainly a wide receiver that i'm targeting
2: yeah he's uh i remember i think it was last season all the hype built up around anthony miller everybody oh anthony miller anthony and then he just like was a dud (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah absolute dud yeah, yeah. the whole Bears defense I had I got David Montgomery in like the third round I was like here we go it's, it's game time <laughs> nothing and and he he's gonna be going to I don't know I just I had this soft spot in my heart for Tariq Cohen and like I just want him to just like be that thing he was in the first week of the NFL in his first season like his first game right. that he and um so i just i would love to see that unleashed, but i don't know if we're gonna get that or not um how many
1: man i mean the bottom the thing i never understood about Tariq cohen i mean the guy's nickname is the human joystick and yet you yes. never <laughs> threw it to him you didn't throw it to him in space like get this man a bubble screen you know what i mean like let this dude do some work like if i mean the running game was absolute trash last year like you got to generate cheap yardage, you know what I'm saying? And and if you're going to do that, you might as well throw to Tariq Cohen on a bubble – like, let's see what right. – it couldn't be worse than David Montgomery giving you two and a half yards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, it can't yeah. be worse than that, you know? Like, you
2: literally – if you give know. that man a bubble, dude, like it's like a hurricane trajectory like in the early stages. Like there, there could be so many places this guy could go. That's why I don't understand why you can't give the ball to him. So, I don't know, maybe we need to take a trip to Chi-Town and just like, you know, go find Matt Nagy and, and just like sit him down and just like make him say, look, this is what you're not seeing. Don't be Bill O'Brien. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh man. That's funny. Um, I have a question for you guys, just spitballing here. How many starts for Trubitsky this year? Versus uh Big Dick Nick.
1: Oh man. Um you know what? I I'll I'll say this. It's either going to be like 14 or two. There's to me, there's no in between, right? Like he's either going to suck early and they're going to be like, no, nah, dude, we're, we're going with, with Nate," Right. Or he'll be acceptable. And I'm not even going to say good. I'm just going to say acceptable. Like he'll be like, <laughs> just okay. And they'll just keep going with him until, until like week 14. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm i uh, I'm on the side of BDN is there for support. And Trubisky is going to keep playing. I don't think that Trubisky's going to miss a game. I think that you're going to take foals and you're going to be able to use foals to help strengthen Trubisky. Um, one thing I want to see more of, I want to see more of Trubisky's legwork. I want to see him yeah, kind of run a little more. bit more and get out there. I want a little bit more Josh Allen-esque uh, trub out there. So I'm ready, I'm ready to see a little bit more of that. Because, I mean, if they're going to be doing this crazy, scattered, wildcat-type stuff – then you might as well get your quarterback involved. Um, so it's either st- it's either stick to that or stick to the, the passing game. And then, like you said, Tariq Cohen Bubble—that's a new thing. We're gonna we're literally that we're gonna start a campaign for that. Tariq Cohen Bubble. All right, we're gonna make we're going we're gonna take the movie Bubble Boy. We're gonna take Jake Gyllenhaal out of it. We're gonna put Tariq Cohen in it. And that's what we're gonna do. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful image. Um, some sleepers. You got a couple of sleepers for for the garage fam, James.
1: Come on, bro. You know me. Games, <laughs> Always, bro. Stacked Anyways, up, man. Run them. <laughs> um, I got a couple deep sleepers at running back. Um, one would be Carlos Hyde first and foremost. You know, I, I, I absolutely love Carlos Hyde in the first half of, this, uh, of the season, man. Um, I thought Hyde was one, of the, was, was one of the best inside between the tackles runners in the NFL last year. Um, and per Sports Info Solution, Seattle was tied for the fourth most rush attempts between the tackles. And again, Carlos Hyde, man, this is where he made his money last year. I had him graded out as the sixth best inside runner last year. And, again, going back to Sports Info Solutions, Carlos Hyde racked up nearly 600 yards on inside runs last year. That was the most in the NFL. So, great. I, I think he has been unfairly disrespected. Uh, you know, people think, you know, his time has come and gone. And I just think he needs scheme fit. And, and to me, this is scheme fit for him. So, um, we, know, we know this about Pete Carroll. They're not going to just go with one guy. You know what I'm saying? so we will see Carlos Hyde get work, maybe even a 50-50 split um, there in the Pacific Northwest. And if we're getting that, oh, my goodness, sign me up for Carlos Hyde all day long. I think he's a great scheme fit, and he's got opportunity um, so long as Rashad Penny is on the shelf. And you're getting him, I mean, for free. You know what I'm saying? 12, 13. He's, He's going undrafted in a lot of spots. So Carlos Hyde is certainly one. Um, we need to see if Scott
2: one. Engel drafted him, by the way. We need to look at that. We got Scott Engel in one of our – he's a big Seahawks guy. So, I, I got to go know. find out if he took him.
1: There you go. And if not, you you need to go swoop him up off waiver wires because I'm telling <laughs> you, man, like – Here's Scott. He's going he's gonna to <laughs> have a good couple first games. And, and if you got a Seahawks guy in your league, trade him, dude. You know yes. what I'm saying? So, scoop him up if he's out there, bro. Um, another one, man, I, I really like is this rookie out of UCLA, Joshua Kelly, um, there with the Chargers. We know Austin Eckler's the man, and he's the 1A, 100%. You know, I love Austin Eckler. Uh, I've been on the Austin Eckler train since literally day one, okay? Um, okay, now that being said, uh, we know, too, that Shane Steichen and the boys there – uh, in the powder blue, they're, they're not just going to ask him to to carry the ball 250 times. Like, that's just not his game. You know what I'm saying? So who is going to be that dude? Who's going to be that thumper on, on early downs? Who's going to be that dude that gets in there on goal line looks? And to me, it's Joshua Kelly. We're talking about a big boy. Like, he's like 230 pounds. He ran like a four five five forty, which is really great for his size. Um, just overall a good athlete, I think. Um, I watched him play a lot at UCLA. I'm a Pac-12 guy, uh, but I, I watched him play a lot. I, I think he could play. Um, he kind of plays the position a little bit like linebacker. You know, he doesn't shy away from contact, but he's all downhill all the time. And to me, I think he's just a better football uh, – I think he's a better football player. I think uh, I think he's good in blitz pickup. Um, and I just think he's a better between-the-tackles guy straight up than Justin Jackson, who I'm sure is a fine player. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure he's a fine player. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he wears his mask. Uh, he does all <laughs> those things.
2: Sure he right. But so he he only, a, Justin only had a cut those, those few games, <laughs> right? And everybody was like, oh, he's the guy. I, I, I do want to say this. about I love that you brought up Joshua Kelly, okay? Because I watched a video, and I don't know if you've seen it. I will send you the link to it. Do you know that Josh Kelly is a skater boy? is he he's (laughs) a skater boy dude this dude this dude like i'm telling you he shreds he shreds too like he shreds big so i'll send you that link but when i saw that i was like instant respect i grew up as a skater (laughs) so i was like instant respect for this guy and that also means he's super versatile so i love what you're saying there with josh all the way Yeah, man
1: i i think he can um i think he can fill that melvin gordon role and and again we're talking about a dude you're getting for free and he's I mean, there's so many. He's just not even getting drafted, which I'm just, you know, yeah. I, I, I for for me, Joshua Kelly, man, he's he's my deep sleeper pick of the year for sure.
2: I literally just picked him up again off of another league. Baby. There we go, found him. <laughs> nice <laughs> steal on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so those are a couple of the guys right there for sure, um, dude. I. Appreciate it so much uh, you coming on the show me and drew both. Um, and we are definitely gonna have to have you back on during the season. Where can all of the garage fan follow you at?
1: Um follow me on Twitter, Instagram at James dco, last name spelled k o h. Um, I- I'm trying to be a little bit more of a, a content creator this year. You know what I mean? I-, I got too many ideas flowing in this brain that I just gotta get out, man. But,
2: you need to come um, to the garage is where you need to come uh, okay we'll get okay, we'll get together. You know? We'll make this happen. We'll do it. <laughs>
1: i like it it. but yeah man you know i just got some ideas wrapping around this old brain of mine so i'm just trying to get them out there and that's why i want to do the podcast this year and um, man i would love for people to check it out you know like if if you if you like fantasy, but you don't want to commit an hour or whatever to a fantasy podcast, that's why I started this podcast. You know, I'm a, I'm a father of two, man. I'm 40 years old, bro. Like I got things I got to get done, man. Like I don't got time to sit there and listen to 45 minutes of fantasy. And I love fantasy. I just don't got the time. But so I started a five minute podcast uh, where we're going to hit, you know, pretty much everything you need man critical waiver wire ads drops those kind of sleepers i like i said i got sleepers for days so i'm always going to hit you with some sleepers um and it comes out three times a week so it's 15 minutes a week if you want it but it's five minutes an episode bro so um go check it out it's fantasy five with james co uh and i would just i would love for people to just just give it a try just get yes. it's five minutes of your time. Just give it a try. I, You're required.
2: You, you I, I'm talking to you. You're required to subscribe to this podcast now. At required. Point,
1: there you go. There you go. That's it. So, yeah, man. Yeah, just give go. it a try. Give it a check it out. And, um, and man, I, I like I said, I, I would appreciate it if people, uh, just, uh, just gave me a test run
2: absolutely well we know that and look like i said we're always going to vouch for you here man when, when i found your stuff i uh i've been sticking with you since the beginning man since since i got into the game and the fantasy stuff dude you're uh creative you're awesome you're doing you're doing a lot of the shit that we we, we would like to do you know what i'm saying so <laughs> you're, we're on the same wavelength man so i'm always gonna i'm always gonna uh be around those people like-minded people man that's how that's how you do what you got to do
1: I love but, it, man.
2: james man thanks so much dude and we'll uh we'll see you again soon best of luck this season
1: much love.
2: It's garage, It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.